Have you ever thought about what it would be like to live in a world where everything you know and believe is challenged by a powerful culture? For some, that may be the kind of world we live in today. Now rewind 2,000 years and imagine a culture that has conquered vast lands and peoples, shaped art and science, created gods and heroes, and has a language spoken with eloquence and wisdom, a culture that calls itself Greek. This is the world that the early church faced in the first centuries of its existence, a world where Hellenism, the influence of Greek civilization, was dominant and pervasive in the Roman Empire. This is the cultural setting in the first pages of church history. My name is Jared Luchibor, a graduate of Mid-America Reform Seminary and a lover of church history. Join me as I take a step back and trace the beginnings of the common culture in the Roman Empire, one that those who professed Christ in the early days of the church's history would have faced every day. Join me as we look at the rise of Hellenism in this episode of The Church History Project. They conquered the world with their swords and spears, but could not conquer themselves. They were Romans, proud and powerful, masters of the known world. But they were also captives, captives of a culture that was not their own. A culture that seduced them with its beauty and wisdom, its art and literature, its philosophy and religion. A culture that was Greek. The death of Alexander the Great in 323 BC marked the beginning of a new era in history. The Hellenistic period, from the Greek word Hellas, which means Greece. In this era, Greek culture and language spread out from Greece itself across the vast expanse of the world of the East, reaching as far as India and Egypt. The Greek kingdoms that emerged from Alexander's empire interacted with the diverse peoples and civilizations they encountered, creating a rich and dynamic cultural synthesis. The Hellenistic period witnessed remarkable achievements in arts, sciences, philosophy, and religion. It was a time of change and transformation when the Greeks took their place in a wider world, a world they helped shape and transform. Now, the Romans, they were a proud and powerful people who had conquered most of the known world with their military might and political skill. But when they began to gain control of the Eastern world in lands such as Asia Minor, Syria, and Palestine, they came into contact with this different culture of Hellas. The Romans found Hellenism immensely attractive and were eager to learn from it and adopt its practices. They admired the beauty and sophistication of Greek art and literature, the wisdom and diversity of Greek philosophy and religion, and the innovation and creativity of Greek science and technology. They also respected the ancient traditions and institutions of the Greek city-states, which had been preserved under the Hellenistic kingdoms and imitated Greek manners and customs in their own society. They incorporated Greek gods and cults into their own religion, they adopted Greek styles and motifs in their own architecture and art, leading to the construction of the Colosseum, a huge amphitheater that could hold up to 50,000 spectators for gladiator fights and other spectacles. 
They built the Pantheon, a temple dedicated to all the gods, with a massive dome and an oculus that lets in natural light. They constructed the Aqueduct of Segovia, a bridge-like structure that carried water from a nearby river to the city of Segovia in Spain. Hellenism showed itself in their artistic expressions, such as the Augustus of Primaporta, a marble statue of the first Roman emperor in a heroic pose with a cupid at his feet. The Romans studied Greek language and literature in their own education, influenced heavily by the great written works that came before them. The Aeneid is one such example. Written by the Roman poet Virgil between 29 and 19 BC, the Aeneid is an epic poem that draws on Greek legends, literature, and mythology. The Roman poet drew inspiration from the ancient legends that linked Rome's ancestry to the survivors of Troy, the epic city that fell to the Greeks in Homer's Iliad and Odyssey. Virgil followed Homer's example in crafting his own epic poem, borrowing many passages and even translating some lines directly from the Greek master. Yet Virgil was not a mere imitator. He also transformed the Greek material to suit his own vision and to reflect the Roman spirit. He highlighted the themes of duty, piety, and destiny that were central to Caesar Augustus's rule and ideology. Thus, by way of example, Virgil's Aeneid is both a Hellenistic and Roman work, a creative and original synthesis of two cultures. But not all regions were equally Hellenized. The eastern half of the Roman Empire spoke Greek as their first language, as it was the lingua franca of trade, diplomacy, and education. The western half of the empire spoke Latin as their official language, as it was the language of law, administration, and military. Thus, the spread of Hellenism in the first century BC created a linguistic, and cultural divide that would shape the history of Europe and Asia for centuries to come, and eventually lead to growing tensions within the church itself. The Hellenistic period was a time of innovation and discovery, when ancient Greek culture spread far beyond its traditional borders and mingled with diverse peoples across the Mediterranean world and beyond. For the early Christians living in this cosmopolitan age, the rise of Hellenism presented both opportunities and challenges. On the one hand, we can appreciate the beauty, creativity, and intellectual vitality that characterized Greek philosophy, art, literature, and science at this time. The ancient Greeks valued learning, debate, and the life of the mind. Their gift for articulate speech and reasoned discourse aligned well with the new Christian message that was based on the word made flesh. Tools of Hellenistic rhetoric and persuasion could be utilized to great effect by apostles like Paul to explain and defend the faith before audiences across the empire. Even the Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures known as the Septuagint allowed God's revelation to reach those unfamiliar with the original languages. At the same time, Hellenistic culture posed temptations to idolatry, intellectual pride, and moral compromise that tested the commitment of early believers. Yet the light of the gospel proved stronger than these shadows. The first Christians managed to avail themselves of the best fruits of Greek learning without letting its errors obscure the truth. They engaged positively with the culture around them while staying rooted in love for God and His Word. 
As modern-day Christians, we can follow their example by appreciating the gifts of diverse cultures and being discerning about how to use them for God's purposes. Let us have open and gracious hearts alive to the beauty for truth while keeping our eyes fixed on Christ alone. By balancing engagement with faithfulness, perhaps we too can become lights shining in the darkness. Join me next time as we begin to look at the religious landscape that was alive and well during the time of the early church. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out through social media platforms or through email, which you can find in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's discussion, consider leaving a review. I'm Jared Luchibor. This has been an episode of The Church History Project.